0: You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Good morning, friends. You're tuned into episode 109 of Gamer Heroes, the weekly show where we talk about news, reviews, and anything else happening in games today. That was faster and probably very unintelligible. Uh, my name's Cam Koenig. With me, as always, is my boy Thomas Egan. Thomas, how you doing? I am doing great. How you doing? I'm 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 making it happen. It's yeah. Been kind of a rough Monday. I, I think I'm like looking online. I'm just kind of seeing that across the board from a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I told you already. Um, two hours of price nap today. I yeah. got, got home from work. Those are best. Those are the best, right? Um, I mean, I'm not sure if I made the right decision. <laughs> I don't you never f- think
0: that whenever you are like, oh, well, I'm just going to like close my eyes for a second. You never like wake up from that feeling refreshed. You're just like, oh, fuck, I had something I had to do.
1: Dude, I kept waking up during it. I don't know how often, but each time I was like, well, I feel exactly zero more rested than I did before. Maybe I'll just close my eyes again. And uh nope. nope, my entire never day, works like that. Poof. Yeah, gone. So Yeah.
0: It is what uh, it is. It gets dark
1: at like three PM
0: here. Yeah, so. Man, and I think that's really been messing with me. Um It happens to change so fast. It did, and I know it's like the same time every year. No, but, but this time
1: it was more identical than even yeah, the year before. And
0: if anyone happens to be listening to this outside of the United States, we do daylight savings time change around now. Uh this past weekend as of the time of this recording. So, like, it's now an hour later, but it's, like, not, so it's just dark really early now, and I'm just tired all the time. Uh, it, it's really been messing with me. I think that's been, like, part of the reason I'm on, like, this such
1: weird funk lately. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, it's a weird time
1: of year, man, uh, switching over to winter. Uh, like, uh, the past few years, it's messed with me a lot worse than it used to. Yeah. And I don't really know why that is, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, once we get in you know like october once october hits basically um my whole routine is just destroyed totally oh same um and that doesn't just go for like each day it happens for like the weekends and stuff too i've had people over at my place recently for more like sunday fun days right Mm -hmm. so hey come over to my place we're gonna play some video games and you know drink beer and stuff and uh it's been good but it's it's exhausting still Mm -hmm. it's a really good time um But, you know, the reason I I have done that is because hanging out during the week has just gotten more and more difficult. So I was like, "Eh, let's let's plan for a Sunday. Right. And I did. But oh, man, it's just
0: hard. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Like I am I guess we're just kind of on this mental health tangent now, but uh, I'm I'm very much an introverted person. Um, I can you're pulling my leg. I I can like put on a face and like make what happened needs to happen like socially happen. Most of the time, there's a few exceptions where I've just i I just cannot do it. but man, uh, people can just be really draining to be around. and even if it's like you don't aren't you aren't even doing anything, you know, you're just Right. Like being around them, sometimes that's just exhausting. Like we, uh, both you and I went camping with my family this weekend and it was a great fun time, but like, I was just like standing around that fire and like seven o'clock at night. I'm just like, I have to go hide in a cave right now. (laughs) And I did. And it was like exactly what I needed. But, Mm -hmm. and I guess to kind of tie it into the show, I played a shit ton of slay the spire that night. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I looked at my switch. I'm like, man, I should really, uh, I I, should, I really wanna like keep playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Like I I've taken a pretty meaty chunk out of it. Uh I wanna like see what the rest of that game has to offer. I've been told like the end game and like the post end game stuff is absolutely incredible, but I like booted up my switch, went to that menu, showed that uh Dragon Quest was on suspend, but then I like looked over and I'm like, Oh you know what? Slate the Spire is a really good game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it's a really good game. And I shouldn't have played it. I can't quit thinking about
1: it again. It's a fucking problem. I don't need that right now. Well, from the same weekend, I tried to boot up uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other night, uh, which ended up actually happening the other morning, and um, I I played a year a year of in game time uh, with that game on my phone. Uh, that was probably about this time a year ago, and really enjoyed it. I uh, enjoyed it a whole lot. My girlfriend and I were both playing it independently. Uh, it would be super cool if you could do multiplayer on mobile, but though you cannot. Do you still? Do they still have multiplayer
0: for mobile? I could double check, but I don't think so. I know it's out on Switch and PC, maybe other consoles. I'm not sure, but yeah. definitely Switch because I've played multiplayer on Switch.
1: Yeah, and I, I've watched people play that, uh, it, especially if my girlfriend starts the game over, which I think she's about to as well. Uh, it'd be super cool to play that game um, together because there's a lot of stuff that... Yeah, the front the front portion of that game doesn't really hold your hand very well in some ways it really does mm-hmm. uh but there's small things where it makes you make decisions and you don't have enough information to really make a, the right decision uh but it's permanent there's no going back yeah like you choose a specialty and then you're stuck with it and it's like wait a minute you don't even have enough time to understand what the, you're even picking uh so i I want to do all that stuff the way that I would have done it if I knew what I was doing before. I I picked a farm where monsters come out at night, uh, which I kind of like, adds an extra little element to it. Um, But I like that, so I noticed a bunch of improvements on that game, just uh, quality of life things. Like, the actual game isn't any different, but uh, just small things that make it easier to navigate and customize your stuff for like accessibility right right um so that, that was cool it was cool to see that that game is still changing uh you've played some of that game yeah yeah so i i
0: bought it originally on ps4 which i think is just not a good platform to play that game on um yeah that, that's something that i, I, I would, would for sure want to take with me and it never actually really clicked for me until just one night i had like i like knew what I, I i i had in my mind what i wanted to play but i like didn't have it on my switch or anything and so i'm like I think I want to try out Stardew Valley. And then I just like picked it up one night and then it was five in the morning.
1: Yeah. That's like, what it, that game it does. It just
0: like finally clicked for me in a way. And I think it was just, I have this like mental separation of if I'm sitting down to play something at my PlayStation, then mm-hmm. it, it it's almost like I prefer to play like my smaller, like titles that are more like, I don't want to say more better cause that's not good grammar, but, uh, lend themselves to the portability that the switch offers yeah better um which is interesting because i'm also totally gonna play persona 5 royal on ps4 because that's the only place that's coming out but like fucking dragon quest 11 is the definitive version is on switch and so like that's a big chunky beefy jrpg and that's like perfect for like okay well i'm gonna go like grind for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. if, while i'm like waiting for something or something like that but uh it it, it finally clicked and I, I do think it was just a matter of platform for me on Stardew Valley, yeah,
1: uh, I uh, I saw the new Switch that was released or that was announced a while ago. Well, it, it's now out the Switch Lite, yes. And a lot of people were like, "Who's going to pay for this? Why would anybody? You know, can't even connect to your TV." It's selling really well, uh, and I'm glad it is. Yeah, I I could count. I mean, it, I would say. 3% of the times I've ever used my Switch in any place they've been on a TV. Well, mm-hmm. I guess for our uh, co-op, our events where we meet up in
0: person. Yeah, like most more. of the time whenever I have mine docked, it's if I'm streaming something. Yeah. And that's I, about it. I straight it. up
1: just, I like to hold it in my hands even if I'm sitting on the couch. Like totally. Mario totally. Odyssey looks great on that screen. Yeah. Into the Breach is really uh, boy, that sure feels like a great on-the-go game. It is. It really is. <laughs> Man, that game just made my lunch
0: breaks melt away. Yeah. Like, I would, like, sit... It felt like I would go and sit down in my car and just, like, have some, like, me time, play some into the breach, and then, like, five minutes would pass, and then I'd be like, okay,
1: time to go, but it would have been, like, a fucking hour. Dude, today I played uh, One Day of Stardew over lunch, and I was like, well, that instantly disappeared. Yep. Just mm-hmm. poof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I could. I couldn't even... Until I was out and I checked my actual clock, I had no concept of how much time had passed at all. Mm. I couldn't have told you seriously if it was ten minutes or if it was in an hour. Yeah, um, that was weird. Uh, oh, and then yeah. I took a two-hour nap by accident, so today's pretty wild. Well, I mean, shit. Like I was late to coming over to record because
0: I was in a really good Slay the Spire <laughs> run, like full transparency. And I'm like, I, I, I want to see how this goes, dude. Sure t- enough, tis the Like season. the moment I text you, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. I fucking die fucking course right wow God, well, that game is good were you we even oh doing? man uh we're just kind of all over the place tonight but i'm just gonna roll with it okay uh, so
1: the reason we're talking about whatever we want is because there has been a ton of news in the past two weeks since we recorded uh but we just don't really care about it that much
0: it's not that we don't really care about it that much it's more of i feel like uh, there, there are more qualified people than us yeah to d- and deep dive into a lot of that it, stuff we would essentially just be like treading water that kind of everyone else is. Um, This this show has always just felt like more like, let's just focus on our likes and just like kind of really do whatever we want. So that's what we're doing. Um, Well,
1: the stuff we're going to pass over instead of deep diving mm -hmm. into it, if this was a news heavy episode, we would be talking about Death Stranding. Yeah. uh, Which more or less just be uh, the embargo lifted for the most part, uh, like it three was or four days last ago. Friday, it was the first of November. Uh, that was the first of November, so it was Death Stranding. Uh, BlizzCon just happened this past weekend, yeah. mm. uh, which is of course your Diablo, your Overwatch, your um, they, wow. They did stuff. like a Hearthstone auto battler, yeah. Which it's sure, like a, that was yeah, Like an auto chest. yeah. Thing. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't actually watch that one, but uh, you know, this stuff's cool. I like cinematics, but also, boy, Blizzard sure is corporate right now. Yep um <laughs> and that's all i'm yep. gonna say about yeah, that Yeah, let's not get too much into that <laughs> uh but yeah I, this stuff's cool to watch but um it's really just not lighting my fire the way that i think that stuff used to um death stranding is entertaining because i think i'm more interested in the discourse around it than i am about the actual I game kind of
0: same uh we're
1: not gonna get too much into it
0: because we will spend the whole episode talking about it but I, i i like the I, the thing that's always jumping out to me is that it's very fascinating that it is something that seems to be for a certain type of people, and if it's not you, then it's not you. And like it's getting totally. like mixed to positive reviews. Like it's it's like I think an eighty four on Metacritic right now, which is pretty good. That's a great. Yeah, name. but also like the 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 critics and the audience are a little split. Well, it yeah they always but, are, but. I mean the audience don't have it and the critic reviews are the only ones that Metacritic actually oh. like takes into account.
1: Yep, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh,
0: um but yeah man, uh that stuff's interesting and it's it's kind of neat to see a lot of higher profile games coming out lately that are not afraid to just be like, "Hey, this just isn't for you." And that's fine. And I'm yeah. like, cool, great. Like, I think there is some, the fact that it is resonating with some people is cool. I think it's an interesting thing. I'm not really, it doesn't seem like something I would care to play. And that's fine.
1: All right. So hear me out. Yeah. All right. So with some of the discussion I've heard, yes. um, it's it's basically, uh, I I'm going to put my shoes in the, or I'm going to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's played this. Mm-hmm. So I played this and there are no metaphors at all. Uh, because everything is just ham-fisted because Kojima likes to just say th- things out, like just sit straight out instead of, uh, you know, <laughs> soaking them in nuance and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So uh, I've seen people describe the game as uh, Kojima like reading some Wikipedia articles and then going all in to to make a game around those things. And so I was thinking about it as I was driving today and um, it I actually imagine kojima basically in the shoes of you and nathan on the nes pod mm-hmm. uh, oh god <laughs> basically like him doing his version of all right i'm gonna make a game and he's just got like it's six just like Wikipedia. we have him like, as a
0: guest on a show and just like he's like yeah that's all right all right yeah cool
1: <laughs> and in, in like seven years we see him create whatever game oh he that's guests, hilarious uh, for uh because it's like um, so. What do you do in that game? You deliver packages, right? Yes. I guess we are talking about Death Stranding now. Well, dude, Whatever. <laughs> well, because we're, well, I'm not actually talking about like it, it, go look up real reviews of people, yeah. you know, who are going to take it seriously, which is not me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's like okay, what do you do in this game? You deliver, uh, you deliver packages. Well, man, you know what else you can deliver? Babies. <laughs> That's a thing that you can do. Like I feel like he's chopping up. He, it's like a Mad Lib. <laughs> where, where he's taken words out and he's like, what else could I deliver?
0: Ooh, a baby. I have seen that there is like a pizza delivery quest in there, yes, there which is, is hilarious. Yeah. I, I love that. That's that's great. Uh, like, it's like the important cargo. Um, well, I mean, let's be real. Come on.
1: So uh, I really I've been having a good time just thinking about um, the behind the scenes stuff. There's a video I have saved that I have not watched this actual behind the scenes stuff that was a BBC um yeah yeah i haven't checked that out yet
0: i saw that was a thing that came out
1: yes that's where i'm at as well uh but it's like in a you know it's the bbc so it's not just sure you know me they've got money Uh, yeah it's like a real production (laughs) uh so I, i think somebody this is secondhand somebody uh who i saw talking about that was saying that in that documentary kojima says that his studio uh is looking to move into the film space Sure, um, and his games are already movies. probably should have been doing that a while ago. But yeah, all right, cool, yeah, great,
0: right. Like I'm happy that that's something that they're exploring. Like that's something that I think they would do pretty fucking well at.
1: Yeah, I mean he's got he's now got the pedigree of of like, uh, um, uh, Del Toro, mm-hmm. Guillermo Del Toro, yeah, uh, and of course Mads Mikkelsen's in there, and then you've got other cast characters, Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus, yeah. Um, so you've got a bunch of that stuff. I would very much be interested in watching. uh a more more film, less interactive version of, of the stuff that Kojima makes. Um, when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about on the show today, uh, because I was thinking about how that Kojima, like, in a room by himself, like, you know, looking all, uh, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, not majestic, but like a deep in thought, like intellectual, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, scratching his chin kind of thing. Um, I was like, Death Stranding is a kind of game that I want to see, and i'd like to see it even firsthand i Mm -hmm. i could watch you know stream or something like that um but i'd love to be in the room where it happened i'd love to be sitting on the couch next to somebody and either watch them play it or pass the controller back and forth Mm -hmm. uh because you know like a game like stardew is great i sure wish i could play other games at the same exact time that i was playing that you know um which like is part of the reason I like to put on a game stream while I'm playing something. Yeah. Because I get to experience it vicariously, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to make the argument that if you're like me and you have a backlog that's just too big. Like I've all the games on my backlog are totally worth playing. God of War, need to finish Mario Odyssey, um and also there are just a bunch of very high quality games that it's going to take me a while to get to. Mm-hmm. With some of the new ones coming out, like uh, Control is one that I think I want to play totally, you play Control. totally Control by myself. Control is great. Control is great. It's not an if; it's a win. Yeah,
0: totally. Uh, uh, I, I honestly, if you are like going to wait for it, wait for all of the single player DLC to drop because there is still stuff oh, coming out for idea. that. There's probably going to be a bundle once all of them are out, and they seem fucking cool. And that game's great.
1: Yeah, everybody fucking play Control. It's so good. Uh, and and so I've liked hearing people talk about that because um, one of my favorite. Well, to to not dive deep into it, I've told you this off the air, maybe even on the air, but uh, there's a specific podcast I listen to called The Magnus Archives Mm -hmm. that's basically the premise of control. It's like, hey, there's an institute, someone got put into a position, and now they're realizing like, oh shit, this stuff is real. Like, you know, this went from being a, uh, you know... Is this fiction like, oh, we're just like a supernatural Mm, organization to to, holy shit. I think these are actual true stories. Um, And when I was hearing people describe control, I was just like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, this, this was tailor made for me. Um, But that said, I don't want to go out and buy it because I still have so much to play. So what I want to do is find a way to make that a shared experience, maybe not control specifically, but like outer worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I'm going to buy that. It's not an if it's a win. So, um, talk to my, I'm talking to my buddy I play Apex with a lot. And we're trying to figure out a time to get together to play a game together. Uh, which maybe could be Death Stranding. Uh, for him, he's probably going to pick up the new Star Wars game, Fallen Order. Also same. Looks great. Um, looks great. It looks great, but I don't care enough about that one to pick it up myself. Sure. Certainly not at full price, but I just don't have time. Yeah, but what I, I would love to do is get us on the couch together. Um, and so like, I want to make the argument that if you're like me and you've got a backlog that's just not going anywhere or you've got a budget or, you know, there are all sorts of reasons why people can't play the games that they want to play. Um, I want to make the argument that there are a lot of different types of games that you can enjoy it with
0: sorry i just realized that fucking jedi and pokemon come out on the same day fuck yeah man damn it oh man i already have pokemon preloaded so i guess that's what i'm playing but
1: man i want to play jedi it looks great uh it does uh so i'm gonna make the argument i'm gonna go through some games from the past from 2019 back to 2017 okay and i just did a simple google list of some of the biggest releases so this is not going to include uh a lot of indie games that if i was really diving into this i'd recommend um you know i like that indie life but i want to go through this and point out some of them that like i would recommend that should stand out to me personally um and how i think they could be enjoyed as like a multiplayer experience right okay so so an example of a multiplayer experience in a single player game uh is what i would describe as like a 1.5 player game uh either in practice or just in in name sure the last of us is a game where only one person plays right mm-hmm. only one person plays but it's very cinematic and so a second person can enjoy it with you and it feels like a movie so yeah. uh it's like I, I used to play the wind waker with my brother mm-hmm. and he had the tingle tuner uh plugged oh, in right. with the game boy yeah. advance yeah and so that was a proper one and a half player game because he could actually interact sure So that was he was actually I remember like a lot of
0: multiplayer or a lot of first party nintendo stuff on the wii did a whole lot of that like in super mario galaxy the second player could just like control a Wii mote and then just like grab the i it's been forever i forget what they're called the little collectibles little like star bit cluster i want to say star crunch but that's a snack um those, <laughs> that's a what? Those, those little like it's a snack it's like a little debbie snack uh they're very good uh, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the little, like essentially yeah. like collectibles, like a coin pretty much. Like right. you could just like wave your Wiimote around with like a cursor and just like pick those up. And that was fine. Like mm-hmm. sure, whatever it's, it's yeah. It is you know. what it is. yeah,
1: there's Jeff force Gemini on n 64. Mm-hmm. That was a one and a half player game because you could play as your main dude. And then uh, a little bit into the story, you get a robot who has crosshairs that are always in the middle of your screen. But if you have a second control, a controller uh, plugged in, you can move the stick, and you're like, "Oh shit, these are actual crosshairs." Huh. So you can aim at stuff, almost like an unrails shooter, but the rails is the person who's playing, like the Interesting. One, player one. Cool. Yeah, uh, my brother and I discovered that on vacation, totally by accident. Great. Um, so that was perfect. So you know, doing that stuff with my brother is what set me on the path to doing that, um, I always loved playing and he always loved watching, you know, I'd get home from school and he'd say, Hey, can I watch you play Zelda? And yeah. I'm like, no, mind if I do <laughs> like, it's nice not having to fight for the TV. Yeah. Right. But so that's, that's an example of, uh, if, if I have, I'm going to use Sunday fun day, which is our, uh, which is, you know, our friend Christina originally started it. The idea is like, we just don't have enough time to hang out or play the games we want to play. Let's do it all at the same time and try to get, you know, the most bang for our buck uh so um like i want to have i'm kind of going all over the place here but there are seriously that's all right (laughs) there are seriously so many different ways that you can uh play games together now Mm -hmm. so like man of the dan yeah uh came out that's literally multiplayer though it's literally multiplayer so they knew that people were uh sitting kind of like the the way that i described the last of us as a 1.5 player game only one person plays yeah at least in the in until dawn that's how it was yeah and that's how Uh, i actually played until dawn was uh my friend laura
0: our friend laura rather uh came over and wanted to play until dawn and i just like sat and watched and like we like talked about the decisions but ultimately it was on her like i was gonna be like i'm just here to observe this playthrough mm -hmm. but it ended up being like okay the fuck is going on what are we doing oh, shit, we killed that kid. Whoops. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> and then it goes well, back and shows anyway, you. so, yeah, right.
1: you know. Uh, so uh, Lizzie and I played that way as well. So we ne- um, we never played the game without each other, so there was never fear of, like, missing anything, you know? That would suck if, if you, like, tried to watch a horror movie, but you missed 20 minutes of it, and the whole rest of the movie, your friends were just like, it's just, that." Ah, 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 sorry, <laughs> you're, you're just going to have to go back and watch it. <laughs> Uh, so we did. We played Until Dawn the same way too, where uh, Lizzie was there to kind of help me with stuff, but she planned on playing it on her own um, again because there's so many. That game's all about decisions. Uh, so it's just like you said. She's like, "I'll help you, but these are your decisions." So you know, she's like, "I can watch this and then I can go make decisions based on what you do, uh, kind of have an idea of what might happen." So, uh, so that was cool because I don't know how far she got into it when she played it on her playthrough, but she got to see a lot of cool meat. And potatoes that uh, she might not have seen otherwise um, and it didn't take away from her playthrough if anything it made her enjoy it more you know uh, so that stuff's cool so like the last of us that stuff is so cinematic um, that it's a movie anyway you know um, Death Stranding I it, it sounds like it's got a decent amount of cinematics in it as Kojima tends to do right um, right so, so that's for me I want that to be a 1.5 player experience I want to you know sit sit next to my buddy while he's playing or door tag team it um but that's like a perfect example of I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay the $60 for this or commit the like 50 hours to beat it but if you tag team and make make like a whole thing of it then hey you just you know made an excuse to hang out with your friend and you got to see that game right um so we've got that so we've got 1.5 player games we've got proper multiplayer games which are now uh, like Man of Medan because they added in the ability to have up to five people interact so it's not just you yelling at each other across the couch you actually interact with the game yourself uh, which is nice you know the same way that um, I, I forget how they do it in Man of Medan, but you can imagine like in a Jackbox game, you don't need a controller. You've got your phone. Mm. So it, Or anything with a browser, actually. Yeah. Like you can play it on a computer
0: if you don't have that. Like I've, had, I've handed people iPads, like all that shit.
1: It's nice because uh, it's a barrier to entry that you don't have to worry about. And people can be a part of the experience more than just watching it. Because in the past, it'd be like, all right, there's a hard four-player cap to whatever game. Like you could expect anything to have a four-player cap because... You can't plug, you know, it used to be you can't physically plug in more controllers. What are you going to do? Right, right. Yeah. You know, and even now it's like, you know, you're not going to have eight Bluetooth controllers, you know, tied into your PlayStation. That's just not how this stuff works. But, uh, you know, as this technology comes out, now you can be like, all right, now we can do multiplayer in a way um, that it's really just a matter of, are you interested in the game? You know, and um, since people don't have to own multiple copies of it, that's just another thing that you take out of the equation but you got multiplayer games like that uh you've got proper co-op games that might have like a co-op campaign right that would have been me playing through halo the first time i played every halo campaign up through four was always with number two never did it solo you know did it after the fact Mm -hmm. um but that was great and um you know i i could talk a lot more about that but that one's pretty simple it's a two-player game it's obvious i am really multiplayer i don't have to tell you how to play that (laughs) uh but yeah let's let's go through this list so i'm gonna start on 2019 and so like jedi fall in order yes 1.5 player game that is a single player only game it's beautiful sales triple a AAA title right so like this would fall into the category of get your friend on the couch maybe tag team the control like uh you know hand off the controller whenever you feel like or if you got somebody who cares about it enough like my buddy mm-hmm. he cares about it a lot more than i do i'll just let him play until he you know until he doesn't want to anymore uh but that's that's one uh i'd love to sit next to somebody playing resident evil 2 the remake yeah uh i'd like to tag team that with somebody who's also never played it Mm -hmm. Um, because that will be the first resident evil game that i've that i'll have played Mm -hmm. Um, i've been booting up the virtual reality lately and i want to play resident evil 7 have fun yeah uh because (laughs) i just want to have a heart attack apparently uh but i i had only up until this point experienced resident evil 4 because it was a 1.5 player game i watched my buddy play it and that was actually the very first ever game where i was content to only watch i didn't even want to play i didn't didn't even want to touch the controller. honestly it was so scary that uh, i was fine just where i was at sure yeah But that was a great experience. That was one of my like formative multiplayer experiences, and it wasn't even a multiplayer game. You know, it was like a social gaming atmosphere. But um, I want to experience that with Resident Evil Two because you've always got that tension of Mister X in that game. So it doesn't matter if you have the controller in your hand. There is always that tension of like, oh, is he coming? You know, is always he back there? Um, The Outer Worlds. That one's tough for me because that's like a a deep dive enough one. It's not it's not uh, like Fallout. Or Elder Scrolls Open World, where there's just a million hours of things to do. But it seems like it's big enough um, that you could really scratch your exploration itch. Sure,
0: yeah. It it seems pretty open in that, like, the the gameplay mechanics and, like, some of the world is open. But it's still very much, like, relatively linear in terms of, like, how it's getting you from... Like this spot to this spot to this spot, but like yeah, how you interact with the world is kind of the open world bit of it. I was surprised to hear actually how linear that game was, but I kind of wasn't. But I I can well, understand uh, why people would kind of be surprised by it.
1: Yeah, and after I had heard that, it kind of makes sense. Even if I only compare it to Fallout New Vegas, that's the most linear of the modern Bethesda games. Um, and so I was like, okay, this kind of checks out that they it, they've like curated. How you're gonna explore the world because they want you to see it in a way that they can set up specific moments and set pieces and mm-hmm. lines of dialogue and stuff. Um Devil May Cry Five. Uh, oh, you should play that, man. No, 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 oh, no. Man. No, I've I've watched it and this is a perfect example of a game that is rad that it's so good. i don't actually want to play man but i want to experience it so i want somebody i want man uh has jimmy played that game maybe i can i don't know if jimmy has maybe i can uh, bamboozle him into I,
0: playing uh, like not to sound like i'm just like totally raining on your parade but i i just could never get behind like i understand that it's probably just a personal preference thing but there is a lot of stuff where people are, all, are just like oh well i'll just like watch somebody play it and i and and it 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 totally is a personal preference thing, but it's just like never really resonated with me for a whole lot of things. There are probably some like shorter things that I would want to do that with. But uh, I used to work with somebody who was just like, "Oh well, I'm just not gonna buy or play God of War. I'm just gonna watch somebody else play it." And then that's oh, I am, just but that game experience. feels so good, right? <laughs> and that's my argument for Devil May Cry. Yeah, like I think you can't like you can. See what's going on with that stuff, but you can't really experience it. I feel like until or unless you get your hands on it, you like engage with the world
1: with like the tool set they've provided. Because I, I mean, well, so the, this is perfect then <laughs> mm-hmm. because this this would actually make if I played it this way, this would actually make me play this game if I had somebody next to me to pass off. Because mm-hmm. uh, part of the problem is even if I love that game, I have a serious problem finishing games Mm. even the best ones even my favorite ones uh and if i did something like this uh you know you showed me we recorded an episode of challenge mode a little bit ago with jimmy Mm. and uh you guys showed me the oh um, yes ashura's wrath ashura's wrath yes and that is that i feel like
0: is a game that you can totally get away with watching a playthrough of because it is I mean, that game is basically a movie,
1: like, but full stop. If you had sent me that video and I just watched it at home, uh-huh. I would have been entertained. Sure. But even just watching the same video in the same room as you guys, mm-hmm. you know just turns the energy up on that kind of thing. And so at that point, that's just like good television. You know? Oh no,
0: honestly, like that, that is a, that, that game is fun, but for like just the ridiculous, like, Oh shit, holy shit. Like watching that with your friends factor. Like I do totally so maybe like in that completely case, understand. You're trying, yeah.
1: Like that'd be like, all right, I'm done playing now you play. Cause I'm ready to watch. Right. You totally. Know? Like be, that, that I can totally understand. Uh, yeah. Cause I think like devil may cry. I'd have, if I only played it myself, I could almost guarantee you I wouldn't finish it. But I could have a shot at seeing the end of that game if I tag-teamed it. Sure. Yeah, so, I can totally um, understand game, that. So, the like, uh, Undertale's only, like, six hours, right? And you and half the world have not played it. You, you know, you've either said, like, I, I've played it and haven't finished it It or people are like it's on my list but i don't know my list to
0: go back to because every time i talk to somebody about it i'm just like oh i'm probably missing something maybe i'll just give it another shot you know but
1: yeah Uh, i go back and forth on whether i'd recommend that as just a watch this game because the the whole the whole game is very funny it's from
0: what i understand about it without like obviously i don't know the endings plural of the game of but from what i understand like treating that entirely just as visual, just as watching that takes away the entire experience of that game. Mm -hmm. So I am not going to do that. All (laughs) right. I think, well, I hope you play that game sometime. I probably will. It's pretty cool. I'm already fucking playing slay the spire again. So maybe I'm just just working my way back in my switch library, Uh, which honestly is kind of nice. Like there's some good games on there that I do have intent to go back and like play some more of. It's
1: just, I'm waiting for like the mood to strike. Um, I'm probably never going to play Luigi's Mansion 3, but I'd like to watch somebody play it. It's very pretty. Very pretty. Um, Days Gone. Totally not interested in playing that game. Wouldn't mind watching some of it. You know, so this list of stuff is just like, I just want to be in the room where it happens. Like, whether I care about the game or not, um, I want the opportunity to see some of this stuff for myself, either without buying it or without committing fucking 30 plus hours to this stuff. I mean, my Stardew Valley, uh, my Stardew playthrough from uh my original one mm-hmm. it it was 49 hours you know and yeah. that was one year of playing and and at the very beginning of the game you find a shrine that says like hey come visit here on the first day of your third year and it's like man that's yeah yeah that's, I'm like, that's oh, daunting okay all right i guess that's we're doing this okay <laughs> uh okay so that was tw- some of the big things from 2019 mm-hmm. right uh 2018 the first one i see on this list is red dead redemption 2 that's a game that i like a whole lot for a lot of the reasons that a lot of people don't. It's very slow. Uh, It's a little janky in some places. Mm -hmm. A lot of places. Yeah. Um, And there are plenty of problems with that game, but I really like the immersive uh, style of how you navigate the world, even though maybe I do wish there was fast travel sometimes. Uh, But a bunch of things that just make you feel like you're actually in this world. The world exists, whether you're there or not. Um, Not everything is some big decision. Sometimes it's just... You know, a, a funny, a funny thing to watch. Sure, uh, where like something will happen. Like there's there's one that most people see when you're going through like this field area of the of the first couple chapters, where some dude is like doing something on his horse. I can't remember, and the horse just kicks him, and he immediately dies, just dead yeah. right in front of you, and and technically you can. Like, save him if you knew it was gonna happen. Right, right. You know, but whatever, that's not how that Nobody goes down. would the first time playing it, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but so that's a moment, it's nothing actually like happens from that. It's just a funny moment to be like, huh, you see that? You know, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's th- those kind of things where the world is just so jam packed with just stuff, stuff to just check out and roll by and just be like, oh, damn, I'm gonna keep going. Like, <laughs> not my business, not my business. Yeah. So I have watched a whole lot of
0: that game. And it made me very disinterested in it, actually. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just the way that the game is built, how everything feels very slow and methodical on purpose, how everything is very like clunky by design and doesn't look or really kind of feel good. But it like puts you in the shoes of the character like I think all of that stuff contributes to you interacting with the world and like for me like sitting on the couch watching my girlfriend play it I'm like I can't do this anymore <laughs> it let it, me it, out it, like honestly like I, and like she wasn't like forcing me to watch this game or anything but I would just be like okay cool like you're you're doing this thing like oh there's some neat plot stuff happening but like I feel like I would like, be playing my Switch on the couch, like, be engrossed in something else, let's be real, probably Slay the Spire, Uh, and...
1: You know, one of these days, you've got to
0: Slay that thing. Oh, God, I'm trying, man. Um, (laughs) uh, You get to, like, it, it felt like I would play Slay the Spire for, like, an hour and a half, and then I would look up, and there was maybe, like, oh, there's, like, 20 minutes of something really fascinating and cool and engaging happening here that I am being drawn into as the viewer, but then after that 20 minutes, it's back to all right, I want nothing to do with this. Oh, god, I accidentally ran
1: my horse into somebody in town and they died, and
0: now I'm on the run from the law. Right, right. Or just like, okay, okay, well, I'm going to sit here and cook at my camp or make bullets for 15 minutes. And, like, not that that's a bad design thing, you can think that whether or not, like, I haven't actually gotten my hands on it. I will say, the fact that just watching it,
1: oh, uh, boy. I really like the cooking. I really like sitting in my campsite, and so what I would actually do a lot is I would boot up Red Dead on my TV. I'd go to camp... I'd cook and whatever, but then i just sit there and let it go into cinematic mode. Mm-hmm. And then I'd play Hearthstone, you know, and i just sure. do something else because I like the ambient sound of yeah, that, stuff's great. that world in the rain. Honestly, that and, stuff is very good. Uh, thoroughly enjoy that. And the game is absolutely beautiful.
0: It is one of the most technically impressive video games ever made, honestly.
1: That said, uh, yeah, there were times like when I'm sitting at camp and it's like, hey, do you want to uh, very, very slightly upgrade your bullets? Sure. Uh, and yeah. to do that, you have to press X for every single bullet. You can't just be like, "I want to, uh, I want to upgrade a hundred bullets." Instead, you're like, "Upgrade one bullet. Upgrade one bullet. Yes. Upgrade yeah. one bullet." It's like, man, like are you all serious?
0: Very intentional, and I think that yes. stuff is super cool. From it's super interesting, rather from a gameplay design perspective. But as so a I, second I like watcher, yeah. can't do it. Uh totally hope, hear that. By the way, I hope this is not coming across as me just like shitting on everything no, no, you're no, trying no, this to do. Is, this
1: is perfect. No, because this the idea is I'm trying I'm trying to convince people that there's a way to experience the games sure, that yeah. they're never gonna get around to. So two of the games that came out uh in actually uh I think Horizon Zero Dawn was twenty seventeen. It was yes, um, but I'm looking at this on 2018. Spider-Man came out, uh, Marvel Spider-Man sure on did. PlayStation. Um, I watched my girlfriend play. I think she beat it. If she didn't mm-hmm. bit, get all the way through, she got very close to the end. Uh, but that game and Horizon, I, I watched her basically start to finish both of those games. Yeah, uh, they're totally beautiful, and I'm a hundred percent content having just watched them. Yeah, I, I can totally understand that. Those are essentially like big budget.
0: Like, I don't I has I'm hesitant to say movies because that's very reductive of what they do. But it they are very narrative, like single narrative focused, yeah. even though they are like open world games where you can do a bunch of stuff.
1: But, you're still like working way, towards like this single plot and it's like all very engaging and cool. And then you, especially with like a Spider-Man, it's broken down in a way that would reflect like the comics or, or episodes of a TV right. show or something right. where it's episodic almost because you've got recurring characters and God, uh, the nature man is the, a really good game. It's a really good <laughs> it's game. It's really good. Um, so I like that. It, it lends itself to being consumable either as a binge game or as a bite-size, you know, in little pieces game. Uh, and, and I like that. I played, uh, I haven't played any Marvel except flying around the city, you know, slinging my way around town, which felt really good. Uh, but I did play probably like six to eight hours of Horizon, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed it, yep. but... Um, I had seen all the stuff my girlfriend could do, you know, and she sunk like fifty hours into it, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna keep watching her, yeah, like if she's I, doing way cooler things than I can at this point, yeah, and I, I think I already watched her play the story, and I'm interested in more of a challenge, but the challenge comes with a longer uh you know time stamp right mm, right uh, I'm playing God of War on the hardest difficulty, and I'm really enjoying the challenge of that game, everything feels fair um it, it's it's really rare to find a game that feels this good. The controls just feel tight. Um, but because I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty, it's real slow. Real, real slow. Yeah. And it's taken me ages to get through that game. Um, and I'm okay with it, but it is at the expense of other games I could be playing, right? But I don't want to knock the difficulty down. I haven't had like a tight, rewarding, hard experience like this that felt fair in in a long time. This might be the best version of that. There are other games where it's like, I'm going to play... Halo Reach on Legendary Difficulty. Oh, right. I'm getting stomped into the dirt. Might I recommend
0: uh, another game with very tight controls that's very good? Uh, Devil May Cry 5.
1: (laughs) Uh, That Uh, game rules, man. I'm just saying. It's
0: fucking awesome. Uh,
1: I'm actually going to put that on my list for real. For real, because if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be on any list of mine anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna see if I can rope somebody into playing that game. It's with one of me. the coolest video games I've ever played, if not the coolest man, video game say I've ever that played. When
0: that first came out, yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. It's good. It's real it's, good. It's very entertaining. It's and, incredibly and like entertaining. Not uh, uh, the best thing about it is that it knows it's a video game. Yes, and it doesn't to try, try it. to be anything more than that. It's great. Yeah, and it just like yeah, cool. We're just gonna all right you're just these like uh we're having fun right there's these three dudes that fucking kill demons with you know swords and guns and this cool <laughs> robot hand that can maybe shoot bananas sure whatever <laughs> fuck it right it's a video game who gives a shit man May cry five is fucking awesome
1: i just want to reiterate that uh like after a lot of thought today i feel like there are a lot of back rooms that look like the nes pod where it's just like There's here's the thing. Here's um, the
0: thing. Not to get like a little bit inside baseball here, and obviously that's not this show. But Nate and I have learned from doing that show is that the stuff that comes out actually is way weirder than anything we come up with sometimes. mm -hmm. Like video games are fucking weird, dude. They're weird. Fuck, man. So like the episode that just went up, it was uh, essentially like a new near game, but it's a duck hunt game. Classic. Fucking what? (laughs) (laughs) And like, here's the like. I'm just going off the rails now, but like, man, man, like, why, why, how could you ever do that? Game designers are like some of the coolest fucking people that just like, Hey, I have this cool idea. And then like game developers do this awesome thing where they just perform their fucking wizard magic because game developers are <laughs> wizards because that is so much work and like effort and that nothing short They're of magic. So, yeah. Fuck
1: man. Like, man, you got to care a lot to it's, finish. It's, a video it's game. so cool.
0: It's so cool
1: um i love that stuff Uh, (laughs) well i kind of like i mean uh i actually don't ask you that much about the behind the scenes stuff of uh Mm -hmm. of of your show and uh, i kind of like hearing it because um there's there's such a fun novelty to taking the idea of like i like talking about video games because i love video games right uh and so do you but to to put yourself in the position where you're like all right i'm gonna try to put myself in the shoes of a developer that's totally what it is like but, we're just it, like, fuck even, it, yeah but not even not even like oh yeah i get to finally do my dream project instead i imagine this is someone who just got out of like school or something yeah Th- this is their first job they finally <laughs> made they finally got it into the industry and they're handed like a cue card like a note card <laughs> that has whatever bullshit you guys come up with and they're just like wait Oh, I have to do what? <laughs> and I have to finish this game? Oh man. That's great, you yeah. Know, except like the reality of it is that some of that stuff is is stranger than fiction, right? Well, like look at fucking Kingdom Hearts. Look
0: at Kingdom Hearts. Like just that's the sentence, you know? Yeah. Like Kingdom Hearts <laughs> exists entirely because I don't know if it was like it might have been like it was like two executives, one from Square Enix and one from Disney, got into an elevator at the same time. That's why Kingdom Hearts exists. Is that real? Yeah, because like they were like, hey, let's work together on something. That's why Kingdom Hearts, like arguably one of the most like modern-day, popular like, JRPG series in recent memory, exists because these two people happened to walk onto an elevator at the same time. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And just... Kingdom Hearts as a whole is fucking crazy.
1: And Dude, I've asked people, I'm like, so what happens
0: in that game? There and is, everybody's just
1: like, There man. is,
0: and this is going to be like it's kind a of a Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler, but if you care, then just skip ahead like 20, 30 seconds. Uh, there is a bit in Kingdom Hearts 3 where Donald casts a spell that if you look at it across all of like the Final Fantasy like spell canon, it's the most powerful spell ever cast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well- <laughs> fucking What? <laughs> My boy Donald. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. Uh, Fuck. That's funny. Yes, it is. Oh, I wonder if that was like the first thing they ever came up with. They're like, we need, we need to make, we need to create a plot that like needs to justify Donald Duck uh, casting this spell. Uh, like I like that idea too. Uh, so I met uh, at our strict casual meetup, mm-hmm. uh, which is a monthly thing now. If you're in Kansas City, uh, look it up out. on the GGKC. I'll bring Rock Band. It's a good what time. Are, uh, it's a very good time. I finally met Reb for the first time. Yes. Uh, Reb is cool. She was on the show. Yeah. At one point. Uh, kind of. Nice. Yeah, she was on the hundred episode. Uh, yes, she was. Yes. Um, she works in the industry mm-hmm. and is a cool person, and you should follow her on Twitter. Um, she we were joking about this at the meetup, uh, where because because uh, like a lot of video game stuff is actually weirder than the stuff you guys yes. come up. Yes. Yes. Uh, she she was joking about the idea of um, and, and I hope I'm saying this right, but yeah, uh, basically taking an idea of a game that already exists and trying to get you guys to guess it Uh, but (laughs) so explain it's like it's like the memes or the jokes that are like explain a video game poorly yeah yeah. you know in like one sentence um and i love that stuff well it'd be like taking that and giving it to you and saying you know guess the game sure um and and i kept thinking on that i'm like it, it would be cool to to deconstruct the pieces, every little piece that goes into a game and similar to your robot where you're like, all right, now these are all pieces on the board and we can mix them up in any way we want. Um, just the idea of like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe taking like two games side by side, you know, dissecting them and then just swapping a couple very small things. Totally. And, and seeing how, seeing what you'd come up with because it'd be funny anyway, but seeing how much that would actually change and or improve uh, a game just because of some bullshit because like some small thing it could be like it's red dead redemption and it's all exactly the same except uh i don't know it, 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 i should have thought about this more if i started making some <laughs> dumb metaphor
0: uh i was gonna say if you're gonna say with mechs then that's an episode of my show already <laughs> I was actually thinking, I, was thinking, I was thinking
1: like cyber horses or something um No, I I saw I saw a picture today that was uh, the Witcher, uh, but somebody did fan art that was cyberpunk stuff. So it was like Witcher 2077. So it'd be exactly that. It would be like a Witcher game, except just the setting is, you know, a few hundred years different. So Uh, but anyway, uh, I kind of like that idea of like looking back into the writer's room, except instead of being some elegant professional um, process. It's just a bunch of dudes being like, yeah, well, what if we did this instead? You know, what if we just did something crazy?
0: Uh, and I feel like that's actually how video games are made. Sometimes. Like, there, there is... There are... And obviously, I have not made a video game. Um, and it's very... I'm not pretending to understand anything about how you're, games you're my are number
1: made. one foremost expert on video oh, game creation fuck. honestly you, you've uh, created more uh, fake video games than most i've people created I know. at least
0: 10 fake video games um uh, <laughs> no uh like you always hear stories about how like people always just kind of have their assumptions with how that stuff works and for better or for worse with a lot of their intents behind them especially with a lot of people lately who have just been like oh well it's clearly this problem you guys need to just do this to fix this problem But you aren't, you know, on -hmm. the ground. You don't have access to, like, that, like, code or how the game is built and shaped, and you don't know, like, what all that entails. And sometimes, like, games can just kind of fucking break for no reason. Like, there's been plenty of stories of people change one little minor thing in a game, like, while it's almost ready to launch, and they have to delay it suddenly because it just accidentally broke everything, and they're trying to figure out why. Uh, And it's, it's just really interesting that, like... You you have those assumptions with, like, oh, everything is, like, planned out very well, organized, very highly detailed. But, man, a lot of the times, it, it, it you'll hear from people online or, like, if you're watching uh, just any sort of, like, deep dive or, like, a post-mortem or anything on how that game came to be, you'll see that, yeah, like, we almost barely made this happen. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, well, maybe... Like, they added in maybe some of the best parts of some games just kind of as an afterthought. Or, oh, we had actually a little bit more time than we thought. So this thing just kind of was like, yeah, we'll just fuck around, throw this in here. And it ends right. up being, like, the most popular the part of the game. Right. Right. It's interesting. Uh, like, the uh, if you think about Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Grand Theft Auto originally, like, the top-down ones, uh, it was, like, just kind of a regular, just plain-ass, like, top-down car driving game. Uh, but the fun from it came from a bug in the code that caused the police officers to be wildly aggressive towards you. <laughs> and that literally became the staple of the entire series. Right. Like, that's what put, honestly, probably the biggest game franchise in the world on the map, is a bug.
1: Yeah. That's cool. That's, <laughs> that's really cool. That's super cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love that stuff. Um, I wish more of those stories were... More readily available Uh, I think one of the reasons They aren't Is being a dev Is uh, Difficult (laughs) For a lot of reasons Absolutely Um, And it can be uh, It can make you vulnerable To kind of show people Uh you know, Hey, we love that you love this game. And also it was mostly by accident, <laughs> you know, totally like
0: you have to, and, and I'm sure this stuff gets shared in like certain circles and stuff, but I'm obviously not privy to that stuff. Cause I am not a developer and I haven't like become ingrained in developer circles as much as like some other people have.
1: Uh, well, Hey, I'm going to hit a few more of these. Okay. Um, Cause what, when I want I think I'm going to end up we doing, we just won't take a break. This episode, we're about running at an hour. So we'll probably just, once you're done, we'll just wrap up. Okay. So. Uh, what i would like to do so of course um we have like a facebook community and all this stuff uh mm-hmm. that has like 400 people in it or something and uh i i'm trying to give, give people more opportunities to engage with each other right because a lot of people uh they are lurkers right it's easy to share a love for video games but not be in a big hurry to share your personal experiences or um you know, I'm a big proponent of playing together, but people aren't in a huge hurry to play with strangers all the time. Right. Um, so I'm trying to make that stuff easier. Uh, what I think I want to do is make this list that I'm talking about now of just like, here are some games, consider playing them in a different way mm-hmm. uh, and, and putting them together because like uh, one on here, Hitman 2. That is yeah, yeah. A, a, a fucking multiplayer, single player game. I
0: feel like, yeah, that one very much feels kind of designed with sitting on a couch with people or like streaming it and like interacting with your chat in mind Mm -hmm. or like giant bomb did a lot of hitman streams. And that very much lends into a bunch of people at a desk, just seeing what the fuck they can do with all of the tools and the rules set in that world.
1: Yeah. And so like the same way uh, that I would recommend that uh, as I would recommend red dead is Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of stuff in here uh, so that unless you're spending a certain amount of time just fiddling with it, there's a lot of stuff you're not going to see. Uh, some of it's gonna be cool some of it's gonna be dumb some of it's gonna be funny Uh, but the more time you can spend with it the more you're gonna see so that's like the beauty of handing the control after somebody else they'll be like dude did you did you ever see you could do this like watching somebody else play I watched an old video of Spelunky yeah. I've spent over 100 hours playing Spelunky and I watched this old video immediately discovered a brand new area I had never even heard oh, of. yeah totally uh that blew my mind i was like i really thought i and i because now i've like looked up a lot on wikis and after i spent a lot of time with it so to see something so immediately so like somebody made some offhanded remark hey did you know there's a secret area over here and i was just like well i'll be damned (laughs) um so i like that and and i never would have found that if it wasn't for just somebody else who liked the game Mm -hmm. you know throwing their information out there uh dead cells is a game like that uh you know it's a roguelite right so Mm -hmm um i'm interested to hear how you're how you would want to like
0: 1.5 player this one i guess
1: uh that would just be a hand the controller off okay between, yeah that's fair
0: between runs run-based stuff totally works very well for that unless it has like explicit co-op like enter the gungeon has co-op i don't like it Splug yes co-op it's bad it's so if you have it on vita uh then you can you don't have to like stay all on the same screen which is great mm-hmm. but no other one has that yeah, spelunky so, like, you can play gonna with people good, on PS3s and like not be on the same screen but both of you playing together but uh, yeah. Yeah. Splunky 2 is going to have better
1: stuff but yeah. I'm uh, not going to
0: dig out my Vita to play
1: spelunky Like yeah. you can get it on PS4. Shame. Uh but yeah, there's some stuff like that. Um and then I would even say like the hard modes on Celeste, the B sides. I think those would be cool to hand off to be like, "Boy, I've sure died 50 times in a row on this thing. You take a shot at it." I think I'd hate that, but I can totally
0: see your point
1: for me i get if i can see it's one of those things it's like uh if if you fail the wrong the same way too many times you mm-hmm. stop seeing other options sure, sure yeah and so somebody else will see it with a fresh pair of eyes solve it the first time you know or it's, it's like when you set a game down that you've been struggling with and then the next time you pick it up you beat it your first try yeah and I, I think that depends
0: on like what you're wanting to come to those games for like it, it totally. and, and that's like kind of i guess been my point for the past fucking hour is uh like, obviously, I feel like that stuff isn't like something like that is not really for me so mm-hmm. much. There are certain games where I'm like, yeah, totally. I want to, like, share this experience playing through for the first time with somebody else. But, like, uh, like Celeste, like I plays I played Celeste because I wanted to I it really resonated with me. The idea of like you yourself as a person Throwing yourself at this problem and just like slowly learning and like slowly learning to overcome your obstacles no matter what. Like mm-hmm. that really resonated with me. And I feel like that experience would be taken away from me if I had to be like, all right, cool, you're up. And then if somebody else did it, then I was like, well, OK, I, say, I didn't I would, do anything. I would you say
1: 100 percent solo the the story, the campaign. But like with the hard mode, where it's like no collectibles. You're just trying to get these. Oh, I, jumps. I think I'd
0: want to do that, too, though, mm-hmm. is the thing. And that's just a very much a me thing. I, I i i'm not
1: trying to shit on your thing for hey, sure you're not gonna hurt my feelings great i'm shitting on
0: your thing uh
1: <laughs> kidding kidding uh we've got super mario odyssey i think that's a great single player game mm-hmm. uh and technically it does actually have co-op because you can play as cappy yeah uh and i still haven't decided if i love that or i not. don't i think it's uh, okay
0: but you can do some neat stuff with it some people really like it and that's great
1: uh cuphead is two-player game or one it player is, game yes um Nier Automata, uh, near, near Automata, near near Uh You should absolutely
0: play that game by yourself. Um, and that is very much a me thing. Also, yeah,
1: actually, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, I was equivocating. I those are games I'm not really interested in when I watch them. It's like a hack and slash JRPG style that I'm just. Not I don't want to get
0: into spoilers about some of the stuff that happens in Near Automata, but there's but a lot. It lends itself very well to you as the sole player like going through uh not necessarily making decisions but experiencing everything as it's being presented to you yeah so i wouldn't recommend it for that people probably do that and whatever like that's not
1: i'm not gonna tell them how to live their lives well well, i am so okay uh uh, well you do that (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway there's there's just there are a million games that we haven't even mentioned that are from the past three years there are tons of Totally fantastic games that aren't from the past three years. Sure. Uh, that would be great. I know a lot of people who... Uh, they never played Persona 4, but they watched the
0: Giant Bomb Endurance run of Persona 4. Yep. Which I'm going through and watching right now, but Persona 4 Golden's my favorite game of all time, so whatever. But, I mean, honestly... Those games are long and they do have like a cohesive narrative going across the whole way and there's like choices you can make along the way that don't really impact the story too much. So like if anybody's like, yeah, I'm just going to watch a playthrough of Persona 5. I'm like, man, fucking more power to you. Yeah. Like, if 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 you want to know what happens and you want to see all of that game has to offer, but you don't actually want to do it. I get it. You know, so
1: Metal Gear Scanlon, which is yeah. giant bombs, Uh, Metal Gear. Well, it's, it's played by Drew Scanlan, who is of uh, blinking white guy fame. Yes. And uh, Dan Reichert, uh, first guy married in Taco Bell fame. That's right. Uh, Only thing he's famous for. <laughs> yeah. And fucking wrestling, man. Uh, anyway, they uh, they play through that uh, whole series. And so I'm watching that right now. I think I just finished uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Yes. I love
0: Metal Gear Solid 3. That ending fucking gets me, man.
1: Uh, so it's a lot. There's Ooh. a lot that that game has to offer. What I like about watching that series so much is you've got both sides, both kinds of players. So you've got Drew who has never played any of these before. Everything he does is fresh. He doesn't know anything about the game. And he's playing them in 2015, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So the games have been out for a long time. You know, there's some zeitgeist things that people just know about. Like, I mean, I knew what happened at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3 way before I saw it. Right. But but that was okay. And it didn't change the impact of what you saw in the game. But you've got Drew, who's brand spanking new. And then you've got Dan Reichert, a super fan, uh, who is not only able to tell cool stories of like oh man when this came out there was a trailer that blah 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 kojima did some weird funny stuff yeah they've since actually put up the metal gear solid 2 like trailer
0: event thing on uh game tapes oh yeah it's a lot
1: so i, I <laughs> like a that it, well, a lot is to how i would describe a lot of the stuff we've talked about yeah, that's fair um where it is a lot and so like this isn't a problem this isn't like hey go play this because you've just got a ton of free time this is like here are like, here's a list of games that if you and a friend know that you like it, use this as an opportunity to get together and tag team it. Because, like, I would never finish that stuff by myself, but, uh, you know, even, even with Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. maybe that'd be my excuse to be like, all right, I will play this, just me, but I'm going to make you come over and play the Slay the Spire on the couch next to me while I do it.
0: Okay, cool, great, <laughs> boom. done. All right. Awesome. Consider uh, yourself Honestly, convinced. I'll probably just, like, play Destiny on your other PC, on your other uh, TV, because I need to... Fucking play more of that Because okay, of course s- I do Okay straight
1: up That's exactly what I want Like Okay great Boom We just made that game two player <laughs> Okay perfect That's fine Great <laughs> um, Really it's just an excuse To enjoy that stuff together And, and to experience God, the game In a unique way so good, it's so way. good.
0: Mm, I need I'm, I really like Putting together lists At the end of the year Of like I don't like The idea of assigning Like number Numbers saying Like uh, Death training right now Is getting a lot of like Discourse about like it is sitting at 84 in 84 on Metacritic. And a lot of people were like, well, it's only an 84. Like IGN gave it a 6.5, but like that shit's subjective. You can't assign a number to subjective art, whatever. Right. I don't want to get on that tangent. Cause we've <laughs> already recorded literally an episode about this. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I really do like ranking things, like i love top 10 lists it's just like something Me i too. really enjoy doing and like so i'm thinking about like okay well like i really fucking enjoy devil may cry five like where is that gonna go it's definitely top five but i don't know like how high like mm-hmm. it, it's interesting but
1: yeah i like that stuff a lot uh and seeing lists like that it really tells you a lot about uh the people who make those lists it's yeah. like it's like uh if somebody if somebody sends you five or ten of their Favorite songs in the whole world, you know the most important songs to them. That's going to tell you a lot about them. Yeah, and uh, seeing lists like I've discovered, I, th- I think um, the the first time I really ever gave Patrick Klepek a chance was when he was still a Giant Bomb. So Patrick Klepek is from Waypoint Radio, which is one of my top gaming news sources. Uh, he did a top ten over there, and I didn't even listen to the Giant Bomb content that he was on. Uh, but I read that list and I don't even remember what was on it, but I remember reading it. and I was like, OK, <laughs> number one, I really like the games he has on here, even though some of them I don't actually care about the game. But it was like, I really like the way this guy talks about this stuff. Like he's overflowing with passion about this. Like I I'm realizing that um, I like the games he's talking about, but really, I like the way he talks about games. And so it's like finding somebody uh who really likes music or or any part of the game process it's just like getting their top 10 list you know is a good way to get to know somebody because that's like those are the things that they care about right that, that matter the most to them yeah um i would love to see whatever you put on a list I'll, I'll, I'll put it on twitter don't worry uh cool all right cool well uh that's
0: gonna do it for the show this week thank you everyone for stopping by uh, if you like what you heard, please consider kicking us a buck or 12 or whatever you can contribute at Patreon.com slash Heroes Podcasts. That'll help the show and network grow to do even cooler stuff. Uh, if you can't contribute financially, that's perfectly fine. Uh, just share the show with a friend or rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. That helps us out a ton. Uh, if you have any questions or ideas that you for topics you'd like us to cover, uh, hit us up on Twitter at GamerHeroesPod and your submissions could make the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TheCandyMan and Thomas is at Sarah. one If you're in the Kansas City area or even just passing through, be sure to check out at GG underscore Kansas underscore city on Twitter or GGKC on Facebook. We've got links to different gaming events and communities in the area that would absolutely love to have you be a part of them. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and a better tomorrow.